0: Hello. Thanks for joining in. I hope you enjoy today's broadcast I touch on a few things about impeachment. It was a live periscope, didn't have many trolls today, and certainly a lot to say about the dynamics at play in American impeachment and American politics. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello. Thank you for joining me today for another episode of Davcat43 Fights Fascism. That's the expanded title. I use the hashtag Davcat43 just so that you can find any previous episodes or previous scopes if you're searching for it on Twitter. Uh, I have expanded to YouTube. I have a podcast as well called Davcat43 Fights Fascism available on iTunes, etc. I'm essentially a housewife with a tertiary education arguing that it's up to all of us to deputise ourselves to counter the weaponization of untruth in the era of World War Zero, uh, which is a name that I think John Kerry might have come up with. He was certainly expounding on this yesterday, uh, which is putting the the struggle to address climate change on a war footing in people's minds, because we are facing an attack from people like Vladimir Putin, who was one of the world's wealthiest fossil fuel executives, because Vladimir Putin, uh, you may know this or you may not know this, gets a cut of all of the oil and gas operations in Russia, because Russia is essentially a mob state. And the oligarchs, that is to say the wealthy and principled businessmen, uh, operate in in a relatively unregulated and immoral way and they have to give a cut of their earnings to the chief mobster, uh, Vladimir Putin. So the interesting thing about that is that we are essentially at war with people who are seeking to put obstacles in the way of our collective human ability to address problems that confront us. Various generations in different eras have confronted um, different challenges. And in our era, we not only have the rise of Nazis, we also have the rise of uh, threat to viable human existence. Uh, So that was me blowing a kiss to a supporter because I thought, should I say... Out loud, hello, because I am recording this for a podcast, but to hell with it. Hello, Champagne. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Anytime you want to contact me via direct message, if you want to offer technical help behind the scenes, I'm still very much in favor of such a move on your part. Uh, I'm using a new stand today for this scope, which my husband gave me. I'm so excited about it because I think... He's starting to get on board more, that my particular passion for uh, resistance periscoping and resistance broadcasting and resistance podcasting is not going away. Uh, I'm here to stay. Uh, I'm very motivated around this self-appointed task of providing a counteracting force to the masses of, of disinformation out there. Uh, on the internet. The internet is a powerful and weaponized tool in the hands of unscrupulous people who want at all costs to maintain their profit margins in relation to the uh, human existence challenging uh, profit margins pertaining to oil and gas. So, the various points I'm making today is I'm going to call the recession that's happening the look around you recession. Because I know the Trump administration is releasing figures to say that, yes, the unemployment trajectory uh, is good. It's on, continuing on this downward trajectory that was initiated in the recovery phase of the American economy uh, instigated under President Obama. So the trajectory of that graph has not changed under Trump uh, which is great that he so far hasn't managed to sabotage the employment market. But what he has sabotaged is the manufacturing sector and the farming sector, both sectors that are in recession. Only Trump is using vast amounts of uh, taxpayer money to prop up the farming sector. So $28 billion of public funds uh, distributed as a form of uh, corporate socialism – Where big agribusinesses are apparently the principal receivers so far of this huge amount of taxpayer aid, which outstrips by a factor of two the money paid to bail out the auto industry in Obama's famous bailout of that uh, struggling manufacturing industry at that time. So now we more broadly have the manufacturing sector in, in recession, as admitted by three quarters of surveyed economists, because it is in recession. I mean, people can look around them and notice that that the number of factories closing, the number of people experiencing difficulties, that trading relationships with China have struggled, that American importers who buy things from China and sell them to Americans, that those people have been struggling because of Trump's macho posturing tariff war. So now I'm going to go to an article by someone who writes at the website, and I apologize in advance for mispronouncing his name, stoa.substack.com. That's the website, so his name appears to be Stoa, S-T-O-E-H-R. Now I'm recommending you write that down because this guy writes really well. He's 24 hours ago, he published something called How Four Scholars moved Democrats to act on articles impeachment, articles of impeachment. And the sub-headline was, Truth alone can't prevail, only truth plus power can. So for a minute, I'm going to sidetrack from that article headline, which is a good headline, uh, to recount the words of a presidential historian who was being interviewed on MSNBC. uh, And he noted, when asked, What is the appeal? Of Donald Trump to evangelical Christians, why are they the biggest supporters of his migration policy when we see cases such as the 16 year old boy who died uh, in a concrete prison cell after a nurse had determined that he had a temperature of 103 degrees Fahrenheit? I'm not familiar with American measurements, so I don't know what that is in Celsius. But she reported um, that she'd recommended he be taken to hospital straight away. He wasn't. He was instead left to die alone on the floor of this concrete cell uh, whilst US officials falsified records that they were conducting welfare checks on him every three hours. They clearly weren't uh, because they only knew of his death when his cellmate reported that he was not responsive and not moving. Uh, so that's a pretty horrific way for a 16-year-old to die without being given water, without being given uh, assistance or help or transferred to um, to medical care, even after the recommendation of a nurse. So this is how uh, children are dying repeatedly under the care of US officials when previously, the 10 years previously, there'd been no deaths of children in custody. But there's over 20 deaths now and it it's occurring as a consequence of um, murderous neglect that itself is a product of decades of uh, cultivated, carefully cultivated hate of migrants and contempt for migrants uh, that Donald Trump has accelerated and given those people, those border guards, the impression that no harm will come to them if they occasion the death of a migrant – he has confirmed for them that migrants have no legal protections under Trump's America, under Trump's uh, version of American fascism. So, yes, that is the appeal to evangelicals. They are drunk on the idolatry of power. That ostensibly, yes, Jesus recommended you not persecute the needy, the vulnerable, the children, uh, Thank you, Mr. CKW, for providing us with that um, reading. 103 Fahrenheit is equivalent to 39.22 degrees Celsius. Thank you. Uh, That's very obliging of you. Now, evangelical Christians who who may have shown themselves to help out during circumstances like uh, typhoons or... Hurricanes, etc., are the same people who are actively expressing glee at the Trump administration occasioning the death of children because of um, the psychological consequences of fascism. Fascism is a product of governance through psychological manipulation, where you short circuit people's normal logic and engage them at an emotional level because you inflame their risk calculations. So uh, Fox News primed the ground for Trump's psychological takeover of um, the 40% of America that are already susceptible to a charismatic con man because they're already very used to believing things that aren't based on reality. And then they're already very susceptible to having uh, feelings of anxiety about loss of power and having the validity of their worldview challenged. So they were already suffering from a siege mentality that their claims to, of homosexual people to be somehow evil, different, unacceptable, that was already being proven wrong by popular culture and people were increasingly accepting of gay people, increasingly accepting of the humanity of gay people. So it was uncomfortable to have that worldview challenged and people will do a great deal to defend the validity of their worldview. We now know this to be the case, as is evidenced every day by the otherwise inexplicable embrace of Donald Trump by white evangelical Christians. So they are his strongest remaining base as well as uh, men in general. But if you drill down, white men and to a greater degree, white men without a college education, although many white men with a college education are also still in with the partisanly blind Republicans who still cling to the idea that Donald Trump is somehow not a threat to America. Even though he plainly and evidently is a threat to American national security and to the global world order established in the smoking ruins of World War II, when enough people had perished that people understood appropriately the risk calculations of fascism, that whilst rabid nationalism has a surface appeal to it, you don't run with those people. You don't allow them to grow in strength and power. You don't allow them to get intoxicated with glee and you don't acquiesce to them as they expand their territory and expand their dominance over the majority. You don't let that minority get too big for their britches because they try to get everybody killed. And white evangelical Christians have quite a longing to get everybody killed because they believe that at the time of the rapture, that's when their superiority will be conclusively demonstrated and they will be lifted up to the heavens. Uh, So yes, they also support uh, Israel, and the elevation of uh, Israeli geopolitical interests but ultimately they don't really care about the welfare or well-being of Jewish people. They want there to be a majority of Jews in Israel as they believe that to be a precondition for the rapture or the apocalypse or whatever it is when they think all the Jewish people will then be Uh, put on the spot and either convert to Christianity or go to hell, like literally just descend straight to hell. So, yes, evangelical Christians, whilst ostensibly to themselves may still be claiming to be Christian, can embrace a philandering uh, fraud, mobster associate, money launderer, uh, proven liar who lies every day Uh, he's still their liar, even the ones who understand that Donald Trump lies frequently and almost compulsively. But I would say not just compulsively. He lies purposively to assert his control over his followers, to assert his dominance over reality in a way that the kind of people who support fascist leaders tend to actually enjoy. They enjoy his lies because it's like asserting your loyalty to a religion. The more ludicrous the claims of the religion are, the more you show your your loyalty to that religion by embracing it. Yes, virgin birth, I believe that because I'm such a good true believer and I will be rewarded for the, the length and breadth of my logical leap. So uh, that's part of the nature of religious fundamentalism. It's dangerous in many instances, and it's certainly dangerous in the case of white evangelical Christians who are jeopardizing uh, not only American democracy, but they're jeopardizing global security. They're jeopardizing the lives of millions who are already uh, perishing from extreme weather events, because it's often the white evangelical Christians and the white fundamental Catholics, etc., who are in government positions sabotaging our collective ability to recognise the threat to us all posed by runaway climate change and the need to take effective action, not just any old action but effective action to reduce the amount of climate change gases we're pumping into the atmosphere, creating a greenhouse effect that traps heat. The oceans have absorbed a great deal of that heat. They're good at it. If you've heated... Um, Water before, you'll know that water can, can hold a fair amount of heat before you start to um, evaporate. Like it takes a while to boil a pot of water on the stove before you start to see effects. You can pump a lot of heat into that water and, and still not visibly be able to ascertain if you've got anywhere. But eventually... You hit critical mass of uh, heat absorption by that water and you'll start to see the bubbles and you'll start to see the steam. So we are seeing increased evaporation uh, under certain conditions of of um, water vapour into the air. It's adding to hurricanes. It's adding to tornadoes. It's making all of these extreme weather events more extreme. More people losing their homes, more people whose livelihoods are threatened, uh, more people, more white people even having to come to terms with problems that they maybe were prepared to relegate to just being the province of people in predominantly brown-skinned countries such as Bangladesh. Oh, Bangladesh is experiencing the flooding. Well, we won't prioritise that. We won't emotionally engage with it. Uh, We'll dismiss it. It wasn't high up on the priority scale for a lot of people. And it's a very human tendency to say, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Well, in Australia, it's now a good time for us to start sharing our experience with the world because in Australia, people are experiencing uh, a surge of respiratory conditions because of the high level of particulate matter in the atmosphere, because of the massive amounts of Australian uh, forest, Australian bush, um, bushland, Australian rainforest that are on fire. And the smoke from that fire and the particulate matter in the atmosphere is causing elderly people and children, uh, particularly those prone to asthma, to have significant breathing problems. And the sky is grey and the sun is an apocalyptic orange. So now let's return to the the topic of the democratic hearing recently where there were four scholars three of whom decisively articulated why the president um, needs to be impeached, what he has done that is worthy of impeachment, and uh, why it's critical that the majority party in the House, the Democrats, move ahead with those articles of impeachment so that there are consequences for law-breaking and presidential misconduct. So let's see. I'm reading now from this website, Stoehr.substack.com. com They clearly are important enough to have an editorial board and a subscribe button that looks quite professional. So I don't mean to patronize them. This is clearly a sophisticated operation, much more sophisticated than my website, which is davcat43.com. Do we have a subscribe button? Maybe we do. All right. So all three witnesses for the Democrats – said the case against Trump is clear. The House Judiciary had its first impeachment hearing on Wednesday. It heard testimony from four authorities on American constitutional history and law. The Democrats called three, the Republicans called one. And that, for me, was the day's news, the author wrote. The numbers, three to one. So all three said impeachment was the correct remedy. All three said Donald Trump abused his power to enlist foreign interference to deprive Americans of their right to self-determination. And that's such an important sentence that I'm going to read it again. All three said Donald Trump abused his power to enlist foreign interference to deprive Americans of their right to self-determination. That's such a key inclusion in a sentence of that nature a sentence describing Donald Trump's actions so that we don't just get bogged down in the weeds of what did he do to Joe Biden, because it's too much to encapsulate in a sentence. He didn't just ask for shadow propaganda about his political opponent. He he also asked for um, investigations that would help give him an excuse to lift sanctions against Russia and an excuse to pardon his former campaign manager, uh, Paul Manafort, who Some of the evidence against him was in part derived from uh, his actions in Ukraine, but I think mostly was to do with his tax evasion uh, and his bank fraud, his fraudulent obtaining of loans uh, in the US. But still, Trump just wants plausible deniability to be able to continue his pattern of law breaking and pardoning criminals, i.e. abusing his pardon power, to make personal self-serving pardons. For example, pardoning war criminals so that he can try to build support uh, for him in the military because people will think he's on their side, he's relaxing laws. In the same way that Trump supports deregulation of businesses and hopes to keep business people on side. Even though a lot of businesses do understand that it's actually harder to do business in an unstable climate when Donald Trump's decision-making ability rides with the winds and rides on the tails of whatever dictator currently has his ear uh, is de- also determined by whatever a Fox News pundit might say because Trump knows that his um, f- typically fascist psychological manipulation procedures are symbiotically dependent on fascist media like Fox News, carefully cultivating anxiety and then carefully uh, providing relief for that anxiety with lies. Uh, So it makes you irrationally angry against migrants. Watching Fox News makes you irrationally angry against people of colour and migrants, who you think if you watch Fox News, who you come to believe if you watch Fox News, that white people have become unfairly disadvantaged and that people of colour are receiving um, unjustifiably preferential treatment that is keeping you impoverished. So the sleight of hand of republicanism, supported by the Republican, the incredibly biased Republican supporting media, is that all of the pain that their policies inflict on you is in fact pain that is best attributed to migrants and best attributed to people of color and best attributed to, to gay people. They'll tell you that what you're experiencing is moral pain. Um, And people are because that moral pain counts a lot to them. That that de-validating. Is it de-validating? Unvalidating. No. If you don't feel validated, invalidated. That invalidated feeling of um, social progress, telling people that actually... It's okay for gay people to get married. It's okay for gay people to have a degree of equality under the law and even for transgender people to have uh, self-empowerment in relation to their um, to their gender. Conservatives resent that flexibility and conservatives got too many allies in a culture war. Uh, and Fox News' talent is for telling people that that pain they feel when their worldview is invalidated by Hollywood and invalidated by new laws passed, uh, empowering gay people to get married, making it legal for gay adult people to be in a consensual legal relationship with the attendant legal advantages and attendant legal protections for any offspring. All of the emotional invalidation that they felt subsequent to those developments Fox News says you 're right to feel that pain that is the most important pain. Oh, I have a troll, no troll i don 't need you. Hillary Clinton won the popular vote by three million two point nine million votes, and the electoral college is a racist historical anachronism left over from the time when the three fifths uh, compromise was was written into your constitution purposefully to give a cookie to very wealthy racist landowners to reassure them that they would receive a disproportionate advantage that even if they didn't have a lot of voters in their states because their states were comprised of a lot of agricultural land where the wealth of that state was being generated by the unpaid uh, forced slavery forced labor of slaves uh that they would still be able to have a significant say in the governance of this new country because three out of every five slaves that they owned would count towards (coughs) a population tally which would uh, be used to weight the votes in a system running parallel to the popular vote system, the electoral college system. So the electoral college system is weighted by the racist considerations of appeasing slave slave owners, powerful, wealthy, land-owning slave owners. And that effects are still seen today in the weighting given to states which used to have a lot of slaves but now still just have a lot of agricultural land. That land used to be tilled by slaves, used to have cotton that was picked by slaves, now has people who, collectively speaking, have not managed to... Uh, rid themselves entirely of a racist worldview in which black people should be subordinate to white people and whose labour should be available for white people to derive profit from. And that's one reason why there's so much support for prison systems, because uh, prison labour is the exception to the 13th Amendment. You can be in prison and not receive due compensation compensatory payment for your labor if you're in jail so the law is very hard on crimes committed predominantly well no not committed predominantly a lot of white people smoke marijuana and deal marijuana but if You look at the prisons in America, there is a huge amount of black people serving sentences for small amounts of marijuana, possession and usage, or even large amounts, but they're still not crimes that white people are indicted and prosecuted and charged and arrested and convicted of. Black people are, because of presumably a conscious or unconscious drive to imprison black people and enslave them as prisoners as uh victims of a legal system that is targeted towards finding black people guilty of crimes that white people are not investigated for that white people are not as uh are not prosecuted with the same ardor the same enthusiasm that people in the legal system pursue and prosecute black people for so uh yeah, the Thirteenth Amendment exception that you can uh, fail to pay someone if they're in prison, then then that holds true of America now. And when people resurrect more empathy for people in prison, uh, and more and and seek to prioritize more what happens to people in prison, then I guess we will see more of a turnaround uh, in terms of how much America gets sucker punched by people in power if they can no longer rely on americans looking the other way or appeasing people who specifically seek to um, persecute people of color then they'll be less able to get away with fox news talking about the statistics of black people in prison as if that's a meaningful outcome of anything other than uh an over-vigilance to prosecute people of colour for crimes that white people are not uh, commensurately prosecuted for and also um, an over-vigilance to make people serve long sentences for property crimes as well. When you see that someone who stole a loaf of bread as their third crime serving a 50-year jail sentence and yet uh, Republican Representative Duncan Hunter just pled guilty to a charge involving the inappropriate redirecting of campaign funds for his and his wife's personal use. So he stole hundreds of thousands of dollars, and yet the media will still refer to it as inappropriately redirected, i.e. theft, which his wife has pled guilty to and cut a deal. Duncan Hunter has pled guilty to and... um, he pled guilty to one of the charges, but that was the the crime, uh, redirecting campaign funds to his personal use. It's a crime. It's a felony. The deal he's cut means he's, the recommendation for that type of deal is usually between eight and 14 months. The court may ask for more, but Representative Duncan Hunter isn't even offering to stand down from his position as a elected representative. So such is the high, nature of hyperpartisanship in the US that he could still be re-elected even when people knew he had been indicted for this type of felony. I mean, I presume Fox News didn't really report on it. So when I say they knew, they may not have known, but the indictment did happen before the midterm elections. So Duncan Hunter has now pled guilty to that charge. Um, my friend Bob is pointing out that a nearby town in New Jersey had three people arrested for pot and all three were people of colour in a town that's 90% white and 8% Asian. Yes. Katie Hill resigned almost immediately. Yes, there were claims she had an inappropriate um, relationship with a staffer. Uh, But yes, Democrats are held to appropriate standards, and for some reason Republicans aren't, but they are very good at putting on fake outrage. So I guess Republicans have the liar's advantage. Uh, If liars are prepared to say things like, what an outrage Dems have dragged Barron Trump into the impeachment debate, uh, as if Barron's actions were criticised when a scholar, constitutional scholar, merely Mentioned. She used a pun. She said, "Trump can name his son Baron, but he cannot literally make his son into a Baron." I.e., his um, his ambitions to be spared oversight, to defy subpoenas, to obstruct justice, to instruct his administration staff to defy subpoenas, to not appear before uh congressional hearings, to to violate the Constitution uh, mandate that says. Um, the legislative branch has the power of oversight. Uh, the town where the arrests were was Bedminster, where Trump has a golf course. Interesting. All right. So the to return to the hearing, where there were three constitutional scholars, three that said Trump merits impeachment, his actions merit impeachment, and one, Jonathan Turley. Uh, who said, who argued that we can't know yet if the president is guilty of impeachable offences. And he chose to overlook the fact that the president is actively obstructing justice by instructing uh, members of his administration like John Bolton and uh, former members like Don McGahn and Mick Mulvaney, his chief of staff, to not testify. He's forbidding them to testify. And he can, as fascists do, circumvent logic and rely on his um state media organ, Fox News, to tell people that that's something valid that they can do. refuse to uh obey subpoenas legal subpoenas from Congress uh, because they don't believe it's fair and they if you ask them why they don't think it's fair, they'll say there's not enough republican witnesses there's not enough fact witnesses and so, And very circular logic because they have forbidden the fact witnesses uh, that work for Donald Trump directly to appear. So Trump's loyal um, circle, people that have cooperated with his criminal plots, they are forbidden to testify under oath at Donald Trump's request because he uh, does not wish the truth to come out. He wishes to continue to promote lies to the American people. But guess what? Donald Trump's approval rating is falling in Wisconsin, Pennsylvania and Iowa and Michigan, all key battleground states. Uh, He was able to win in 2016 because enough self-righteous lefty people decided to make a protest vote because to them it was inconceivable that Donald Trump would win. It is no longer inconceivable that Donald Trump would win. It is quite conceivable Donald Trump is a fascist who has displayed over and over again his willingness to cheat in the 2020 election. The more people are aware of that, the less people uh, will be able to reconcile to themselves a protest vote. They will understand that it is not something you can do in good conscience. So Putin can keep trying to brainwash people through Facebook and no doubt he'll succeed with some people. Mark Zuckerberg can continue (coughs) accepting money from Putin's allies like Trump and Trump's campaign team. Putin allies that lie and deceive to people and use Russian propaganda style tactics and Russian cyber warfare techniques of micro-targeting people using stolen Facebook data. But but there's less fertile ground for them now because there's less ignorance uh, now about Trump's true fascist intentions. People laughed at Hitler and presumed he was a clown and an idiot and he was derided by much of the developed world and they thought that German democracy was easily able to withstand the depredations of an idiot clown. Uh, Trump is a similar idiot clown who we should not... uh, dismiss we can laugh at him periodically just to make ourselves uh, have a bit of an emotional holiday from being horrified and appalled but we should not dismiss him he may be an idiot and suffering from some type of cognitive decline but he has Putin as an advisor and Putin has rat cunning and Trump has decades worth of autopilot methods to defraud and manipulate and lie and cheat so those instincts are strong and flourishing, even in the advent of any type of cognitive decline in which word-finding difficulties become more apparent, balance issues become more apparent, etc. Uh, Donald Trump has a lot of evil advisors, true, and the world leaders laughing at Trump is a very potent um, factor in his increasing decline because Trump flourishes when people perceive him to be an alpha or disruptive and every time we criticize his spelling we are helping Trump uh, with his narrative of I'm for the blue-collar workers against white collar people because Trump wouldn't have been able to get the support he had without various factors such as his appeal to people who don't like the well-educated who don't like the system of meritocracy in America that has made higher education prohibitively expensive at the same time as it is acclaimed as the only way to uh, have a comfortable life. The more discomfort is uh, accepted in America as just being something that happens to you if you don't have a higher education degree. If you have to work two jobs, well, so be it. Less and less Americans uh, think that they should be able to have a life in which you don't have to work two jobs in which you are able to spend quality time with your children. Quality time with your children should not be a facet of life reserved only for those who have made it. Um, You can have capitalism that rewards people with uh, an extra fancy Tesla car if you've made it, but it shouldn't mean that people can work two or three jobs and still struggle to provide food for their families and still struggle to even see their families. So the more sympathy that can be expressed for um, workers, the better, because the Republican Party governs through populism. that is to say they inflict pain through their policies on the population and the people that they harm, uh, they lie to them about the causes of this harm. So they uh, cause thousands of Americans to die when Republican governors reject the expansion of Medicaid and they reject federal assistance. Uh, I think 13,000 people have been presumed to die from this year alone as a consequence of Republican governors rejecting Medicaid expansion programs. They say they're doing it out of principle. Uh, The unspoken implication of that principle is that black people will receive less government help Because white people in Republican states are often very capable of lying to themselves about the origins of any help they receive. If they receive veterans payments, they don't count that as government help. If they receive, if they're on Medicare, they don't count it as government help. Government help, they have been brainwashed into believing, is something that only happens for black people. So that way they can vote for an end to government help because they have been tricked into a state of denialism about where the money that they're getting is coming from. Uh, So you have well-off white evangelical Christians believing that they need to vote for Republicans in order to preserve the validity of their worldview and dominate uh, the rest of American society for our own good, for the preservation of the fabric of society. That's how they justify... Uh, to themselves, overlooking Trump's criminality and uh, evil nature and evil activities. They subscribe to an overhyped conception of the threat posed to America by migrants, even though there's 22 million undocumented migrants in America right now. And it's not causing the downfall of America. It's holding up fraying parts of American industry uh, at the threads. All right, I will lose my voice if I keep chatting like this. Uh, Trump is not gone yet because he's a fascist and fascism is intoxicating. Um, Power carries with it a certain proximity and liars, thieves and cheats initially have an advantage, a structural advantage. They surprise people. People tend to project their own natures. So if the majority of people are half decent, they will assume that any leader who is confident is confident because they haven't done anything wrong. They expect guilty people to look a bit hunted and to stammer and to project their internal disquiet about committing wrong. They expect criminality to bother people. So when you get someone like Trump who is so well-versed in criminal behavior, so well-versed in extorting people into uh, staying quiet about his business failures, so used to Uh, operating a business by tricking investors fresh investors into throwing their money away by giving it to him over and over again that he can confidently look into cameras and talk about how the best he is at everything he'll pass a lie detector test it's a stage of advanced deceit that some people would call confabulation Uh, so that's how america has trump enough people, not a majority of Americans, but enough people voted for him that in combination with the vulnerabilities of the electoral college system and the vulnerabilities of the collective American psyche that hasn't sufficiently addressed racism or pervasive racism, passive racism that just accepts negative qualities, negative outcomes for people of colour, that accepts... Uh, disproportionately high amount of African Americans in, in prison for uh, drug offences that white people don't get prosecuted or indicted or convicted or imprisoned for. Putin can exploit that. Trump can exploit that. America had some problems that were ripe for exploitation. Even then, a majority of Americans still managed to do what democracy is set up to achieve. See through a con man and not vote for him. That is the fundamental promise of democracy that a majority of people will have enough decency decency and per- perspicacity to see through a charlatan and that worked the popular vote was won by Hillary Clinton the electoral college sabotaged the US Putin was aware of the electoral college and he was able to game that system Manafort was a person on the inside Trump's campaign manager passing uh, internal GOP polling data to a former Russian KGB agent by the name of Konstantin Kalimnik, uh who is also a protege of uh, a Putin friend, uh, Dmitry Furtash, who is currently avoiding uh, extradition to the US on charges of uh, fraud, possibly campaign finance fraud, something. All right, so... The American people will understand that three out of four constitutional scholars said Trump has done something impeachable and must be impeached. Uh, the Republicans can thrust away with their confected outrage that Barron's name was even mentioned, but Barron was not insulted. Donald Trump's uh, decision to call his son Barron was contrasted with the strength of the American Constitution, written to guarantee an American leader could never aspire to acting like a monarch Uh, the constitution was written to have equal to have division of powers so that they would conduct oversight on each other so that there could not be a king and if the American constitution is allowed to function appropriately then uh, then Trump will not remain in power then Trump will be impeached and removed Uh, it's it's a up in the air question as to how many Uh, traitors there will be in the Republican Party. It's an up-in-the-air question about how much the American public will push back against the criminality and abuse of power uh, displayed by the mob associate in office. How much will Americans uh, go to the streets to protest? Because protesting is a show of strength. Protesting snowballs motivation. So I urge everybody to join. Move on is signing people up. they have a Twitter account at move on. So sign up, speak out, remember that your presence, your visibility and your very appearance will attract more people who look like you because people have mirror neurons. And when they see something doing it, they feel a compulsion to join in. So the media broadcasting Trump rallies is a way of trying to persuade people to join in with Trump Uh, and a lot of people in the media are friends of Trump's or significant beneficiaries of Trump's tax cuts. He cut taxes for the very wealthy. A lot of people who own media organisations, would you believe it, are very wealthy and benefit from Trump in power, benefit from the rating bonanza that is a mob associate who acts out and is the ringmaster for attention and scandal whilst the GOP get to push ahead Just lost battery for a moment, but I can fix that by changing devices. Hello, back again now with a a new device with some battery. Uh, Thanks for listening. Let's see how long I've been talking for. 47 minutes. Uh, Thanks for staying with me. I'm arguing at the moment that it's important to join a pro-impeachment rally. I believe there are some coming up because there is strength in numbers and strength is attractive. You can snowball this thing. It's easy to get disconcerted by seeing how effective the symbiosis between Fox News and Donald Trump's administration really is. Yes, it's a symbiosis. They feed off each other. There's, uh, there's a gift they give to each other. Um, Trump's support validates the appetite of the Fox News audience for more Fox News. They can tune in and hear Donald Trump call in. He is their cult leader. There is definitely a cult of personality around Trump. He has become synonymous in their eyes with the might and majesty of America. Uh, so, yes, they have the, an attraction to power. The idolatry of power is a phrase I heard on MSNBC tonight. Uh, the blindness of might. Oh, blinded by the might, which is a pun, a play on words of blinded by the light. So white evangelical Christians, it can be suggested that they are blinded by the might. They have a taste for somebody validating their grievances, somebody telling them that the made-up grievances that Fox has been feeding them for for years and years, that there is a war on Christmas, that the increasing push for pluralism, accepting people, uh, that promotion of that particular American value, the emphasis on that American value of celebrating people regardless of religious background, etc., which has contributed significantly to American prosperity and American entrepreneurship, uh, that that is somehow a negative for America. White evangelical Christians fear the loss of dominance. They fear that white hegemony is coming to an end. They are losing a supermajority. And they don't need to expel all people of colour or all migrants. They just need those people to know that they are lesser, that their votes are lesser. And if we now know about the third civil war in America, thanks to Michael Harriet, an African-American scholar, who talked about something that happened in Reconstruction following the civil war, when people of colour were voting in legislatures of colour legislators of colour, that some of those legislators were driven from office and that uh, black American voters were killed in such numbers that there was civil unrest and in order to resolve this conflict, the government of that time acquiesced to the demands of the revolting uh, white people. And when I say revolting, I don't mean in the sense disgusting, although it is disgusting, but they were revolting as in there was an uprising against the government. There was an uprising of the legitimate entry into power of elected legislators, legislators of color. Uh, Look up Michael Harriot. His Twitter handle is Michael Harriot, H-A-R-R-I-O-T. He writes for a publication called The Root, R-O-O-T, and it's a very important story. Um, I don't know if it's the same story as Black Wall Street. I haven't acquainted myself with that yet. He also more recently told the story of the, the death of Fred Hampton. Uh, and more than that, the, the theft, the break into the FBI by some white people who dared to break into the FBI and were able to obtain thousands of documents that they then leaked to newspapers and the Washington Post eventually published some of them that revealed to the world that, yep, People at the FBI were trying to represent themselves as disappointed black people, writing to uh, Martin Luther King Jr. to urge him to kill himself. Uh, They tried to extort him into killing himself. But that they also had an informant, a mole, a plant, um, called McNeil, who drugged this young activist, African-American activist called Fred Hampton. Uh, The police then shot a lot of sleeping people, uh, 66 bullets were fired by raiding FBI, was it FBI agents? Yes. Uh, because this Fred Hampton guy was leading a coalition of people, uh, the United front against fascism. So white people, people from a whole different, Oh, there was a rainbow coalition. A whole bunch of different people were coming together to say they opposed fascism, uh, and it was members of that, people who had attended that specific rally and, and sworn an oath to oppose fascism in the US uh, who then carried out the daring burglary uh, years later and recovered these documents uh, to illustrate that it was an FBI plant who had drugged Fred Hampton who was then shot uh, in his bed whilst he was spooning his nine-month pregnant wife, uh, partner, partner. Um, yeah it was really sad you should read about it for sure it's very important to come to an understanding of the the history some of the history of institutional opposition to uh, the rights of african-americans and then to better understand the opposition to um, gun control as well the irrational opposition to gun control because gun laws save lives but uh, the people who support Gun ownership at all costs and gun ownership without regulation are the type of people who fear black people, who fear Old Testament justice, who fear being enslaved by a nation with empowered black people seeking redress for the wrongs committed against their ancestors uh, by slave-owning white people. Because that's their worldview, that's how they understand uh, responding to injustice that's why they think they need guns to be able to kill black people if they get into positions of power and that created such a significant pent-up amount of energy after eight years of Obama as president because he was a popular rational president uh, that a lot of people lost their minds and were very prepared to vote for a fraud a con man, a huckster, a shyster. I'm talking about your current president, Donald Trump. But I'd best go to bed, look at my tired little face. Thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, please, I'm, I'm welcome. I'm open to your direct messages with constructive feedback, uh, offers of technical support. If you can think of um, uh, structural improvements or technical improvements mediums you'd like to see me try to broadcast from or ideas you have for sharing this type of um, platform or ideas you have of doing it yourselves if you see me share a link to a podcast of this particular scope please share it with your friends and family say hey there's an Australian chick who says we should be all doing as much as we can to uh to to resist the degradation of American democracy, to resist uh, deception. Hey, we should all be doing more to share that Sinclair video. Sorry, it was an expose of Sinclair that showed how all of these little stations in the US are being bought up by Sinclair and then their respected local newsreaders are being forced to all read the same transcripts. And somebody made a composite video that showed this. The effect of it is quite chilling when seen all together. And... Uh, I wonder if that has an effect on people who watch Sinclair to show them the degree to which this brainwashing type of publication is occurring. So, yes, in any case, thanks for your time and attention as always. Um, Moveon at moveon.org, whatever is the um, organisation that's organising rallies, and I encourage people to join Apparently there's been more political candidates that are female, that are people of colour, running for office because they can see through rallies, through protests, visual evidence of the support out there. Ah, I don't follow you at Champagne. I will endeavour to follow you back on um, Twitter so that we can communicate better. Thank you for drawing that to my attention. I'll get on that now. All the best, everyone. Bye. Have a great day.